Hello, and welcome to the To Love, Honor, and Vacuum podcast. I'm Rebecca Lindenbach, Sheila's daughter, and my husband Connor is here as well. Hello, that's me. Yes, and we're actually going to do something a little bit different this week. We've had some health issues this week with our family. Nothing serious, but just enough that no one really felt up to doing a full podcast. So we're just going to kind of talk about one topic and kind of meld the comment, reader, question, and millennial marriage all in one. So on Monday, I wrote a post about how to bring playfulness back to your marriage, and I was talking about the importance of margins, because a lot of times when we lose that kind of fun flirtiness, it's because the stress of life has kind of shoved out all of the free time we have that makes it able for us to relax enough to just kind of goof off and let go. And we got a lot of comments specifically about my paragraphs on housework. Mm -hmm. And Connor and I have kind of had to deal with this a lot in our marriage because neither of us are particularly tidy individuals, but I definitely have felt the brunt of the housework over the last four years we've been married. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But what a lot of women were talking about in the comments was this idea of the emotional load of housework or the mental load, as it's also called, which pretty much means that even if you're doing 50% of the physical tasks of housework, the wife often is the one who carries 100% of the managerial duties of the housework. And in any other job, like if you work for an accounting firm or a store, if you're a manager, that usually means that you then don't actually have to do the jobs that you're managing. Your job is solely to manage the people underneath you who are actually doing those jobs. But with families, that's not what happens. What happens is the wife is kind of the manager of the household, but she also does the majority of the housework. And this, quite frankly, drains a lot of women. A good example of this would be if a wife is taking Johnny to soccer practice. She also may know that this means she has to bring the oranges that they're signed up for on the snack potluck. She has to make sure that she grabs all of his equipment off of the drying racks in the basement. Make sure that they remember to bring back that toy that he borrowed from Matthew last time he was at his house for a play date. Also remembering that he has to grab some snacks for... Um, in the middle of practice, and there's like a list of 15 things he had done. Whereas if you ask the dad, hey, can you take Johnny to practice? He probably just loads the kid in the car and just brings him to practice. And then those other nine things on the list may not get done. And I think that's what we're talking about here. And so we kind of wanted to discuss how Connor and I have actually made a lot of progress, I think, on sharing that mental load. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I definitely still take more than half of it, I would say. But it's one of those things that whenever we make strides in this area, it really just takes the tension down in our relationship a lot. And that's kind of what I was trying to get uh, across in this post from Monday. Now, first off, uh, I would like to start by saying I am just getting over a cold right now, which is one of the health things that we had come up over this week. So I apologize if my voice is a little uh, deeper and smoother than normal. But when we first got married, I was coming out of that bachelor life. I'd been living with four other great Christian guys, but I wasn't that focused on keeping the house neat or tidy, so I wasn't typically very involved. A lot of that burden was on Rebecca, and sometimes she would start to get really overwhelmed and she would ask me to take care of things. And we shifted to this understanding where if she wanted me to do something, she just had to ask, and I would do it, because otherwise, normally, I wouldn't pick up on the fact that it needed to get done, or I wouldn't notice that the dishes were on the counter and the kitchen was unusable. I just wasn't used to picking those sorts of things up. Now, that was progress, but it wasn't perfect, because that burden of the household chores was still very much on Rebecca. She had to be the one who was noticing that the house was a mess, and she had to take the initiative to either deal with it or say, 
Connor, can you do the dishes? Or Connor, can you vacuum? You know, that was all on that was all on her. Mm-hmm. And it made me really stressed, especially since in the beginning of our relationship, both of us were in school full time. You were also working a part time job, but I was doing an was, honors thesis. Yeah, I was working two part time jobs when it yeah. first started. But I would marriage. say that we were actually spending about the same amount of time at work mm-hmm. and school because I was in my fourth year and you were in your third. And so we were just quite stressed and I was quite pressed for time and it was actually quite difficult to kind of figure all this out. And so pretty much at one point I just exploded (laughs) and said, you know, that I'm not a babysitter and I'm not a housekeeper. I am just an equal partner. And so we need to get this sorted out because I knew he wasn't a child and that he was capable of doing this. Yeah. So after that whole conversation, I started changing how I approached a lot of the housekeeping stuff. And mainly I just stopped letting things slide but not in a, a mean way, but more in a, no, I know you're capable of doing this, so I'm going to make sure that you do know how to do it, and then when you do it the next time, I expect it to be done right. So, for instance, instead of having to say, like, I used to have a chores list where each room was broken down by chore, like the bathroom, you needed to scrub the toilet, you need to clean the toilet seat, you need to wipe down the sink, you needed to wipe down the mirror using this specific cloth, you needed to change out the hand towels, and these whole specific lists, whereas I, I figured, no, he's a grown-up, I respect you greatly and think that you're pretty great so I should just be able to say can you clean the bathroom and you figure it out I'm a smart boy yeah exactly (laughs) no but the thing is I think a lot of times girls are taught how to do this as kids more so than boys are because we watch our moms doing it you know and not as many dads do this and I mean I grew up in a family where both my mom and my dad actually were seemed pretty good at like looking for things. My dad actually used to march us into the kitchen all the time and say, if there are crumbs on the counter, wipe the crumbs off the counter. (laughs) It's all of five seconds. You can do it. So, but in a lot of families, it's just how it usually is. Because usually the mom is the one who works a little bit less if both parents are, if, if one parent is working and one isn't. And so she usually takes on most of the mental load. And so I figured, well, if we're going to be in this together, I can't be handling all this on my own. And so I just started teaching Connor how to do it. And then once you learned how to do it, I just backed off. Because that was a big thing, too. I was horrible to work mm-hmm. with for the first little bit. Yes, she would uh, She would hover. Yeah. And let me tell you, having your wife hovering over you, looking over your shoulder as you're doing something, can undermine a lot of your confidence a lot of your feeling of autonomy Mm -hmm. Uh, and for me that was a big problem and it was partially something that I had to deal with but it was also partially something that Rebecca improved upon once she gained the confidence that I could and would do these things totally fine on my own and she didn't need to be watching over my shoulder she was able to step back I was able to feel better about myself I was able to feel more responsible That's the thing. When you give someone autonomy in these kinds of things, they take ownership of the tasks a bit more. So in that example earlier, we're like, you ask the dad to go take the kid to soccer and they forget the snacks that they signed up for and they forget the toy they had to bring. Those kinds of things, if you're used to just both being in it and both being informed as to what's happening and, you know, he's done this before, those are much less likely to be an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I had never let him just clean it before guests come over and then not necessarily check it, he doesn't have a fail safe, right? If that makes sense? Yeah. But I think that a lot of times husbands are capable and they're willing, but they aren't necessarily given the parameters in which to do it. And if they aren't capable or 
than they could be taught. And you weren't capable at one point either. You didn't grow up immediately knowing how to clean a house, but you learned. And husbands can learn too. And if they're not willing, well, then that's kind of a maturity issue and does need to be dealt with. Now, there are some situations where maybe you should be taking on more of the mental load. You know, you have a spouse who has a job that's really stressful and requires a lot of time and a lot of mental energy itself, and then you're the stay-at-home parent. Maybe that makes sense for you to be the manager of the household. Yeah, and I think another really important thing, uh, especially for the partner who is less involved in the housework and the chores is we need to overcome this mentality of we're doing the household chores for our spouse. Mm -hmm. And instead, it needs to shift to we're doing this for the household. Because I know when I first started getting more involved in doing the dishes in that stage where Rebecca was asking me to do things, I would be working on them thinking, this is something I'm doing because Rebecca wants me to do it. So this is something that I'm doing for her. I'm not doing it for myself. I don't care if the dishes are done. I don't care if these clothes are picked up off the bedroom floor. I don't care if the bed is made. So I'm just doing these things for her. And when you have that mentality, you're very detached from the outcome. And so you're very detached from the process. And I think that's a big thing that you need to overcome. You need to get invested and you need to say, no, this is something that I'm not just doing for her. It's something that I'm doing for us. It's something I'm doing for the household. It's something I'm doing for me. And I think one of the big things that made me really change my thinking about this, because I always kind of assumed that this just would be my job to kind of manage the household. I don't know why. I just I just assumed that. Um, but when I started thinking about parenting, especially, I started asking myself, do I want to be married to someone who I couldn't trust to just take the kids for the day? You know, and I figured, well, if he'd be capable of parenting, there's no reason he wouldn't be capable of doing a load of laundry. <laughs> you know and so these are the kinds of questions that I, I really started thinking about and then I realized no we really are in this together and I want this to be a joint effort and it might mean that I still do more of the managerial stuff simply because you know I do see it because I'm I I care about mess whereas Connor actually tends to thrive in mess he actually prefers to have a bit of a nest about 20% to 50% mess exactly. there's a point where even I'm like you know this is a bit much. This is no longer mess, it's now filth. <laughs> yes. I don't like living in filth. Exactly. And I think that's just the mentality shift that we had to have, was not that it's her tasks and his tasks, it's that it's all our tasks, it's just how do we split them up. So even though in the beginning of our marriage it really did feel like I kind of did 75% of the housework and then I dragged you along to do the other 25%, it really has shifted these days. Because now pretty much if you have a friend over, it's gone from me saying we have to clean and you being like annoyed by that to now us being we have to clean and then both of us just do it. We just split up. You're like, hey, well, do you want to take kitchen and I'll take bathroom? Mm-hmm. And then we just do it, and it's so much easier. Yeah, we work as a team. Exactly, and both of us actually both know what needs to get done in order for all those things to get cleaned. Yeah. And then also, I mean, even just the fact that last night I had to, I was away doing errands and doing some work stuff in the evening, and I came home and all the dishes were done, and I hadn't even asked you to do dishes or anything, and you just saw them, and you were like, well, they're dirty, and they're gross. Yeah, well, I saw that there were dishes on the counter, and we decided we didn't want dishes on the counter, so I thought... Yeah. I should take care of the dishes on the counter. And these are just things that have been huge strides for us in the last couple of years. And again, I don't want to make it sound like you were this filthy like pig and I wasn't. Because we were both incredibly messy. It's just that I, it stressed me out and it didn't stress you out. Mm -hmm. And part of that is personality thing. Mm -hmm. 
because for me, I'm very good at compartmentalizing and filtering out what you could call task irrelevant stimuli. If it's not <laughs> something that I'm working on, I'm very capable of just shutting it out so it doesn't impact my performance. Yeah, whereas I get distracted by everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the house is messy, that impacts her ability to concentrate. And it means that the house stays a lot cleaner because of it. Mm-hmm. But it also means that if anything is not clean, then I just get real stressed. Mm -hmm. So I guess we just want to encourage you to think about how maybe some of the dynamics could change in your family. Because the reality is, all of the housework is for both of you. It really is. It's not just that the wife is being grumpy until the dishes are done. The dishes just need to get done. Otherwise, you know, you'd get salmonella. Yeah. And so when we look at it that way, I think that can just be a huge dynamic shift in the relationship. Because then when, you know, the husband comes home from work, if you've been also working for the household by doing the housework and taking care of the kids all day, you know, if you are the one who stays home, because that's what a lot of the comments were from, were from stay-at-home moms whose husbands come home after work and then they just don't want to do anything. Well, if it's both for the family and both family members have been working for the family all day, then both family members should also work afterwards. It's not that one member should work for 90 hours a week and one member should work for 40. They should both be, you know, equally pitching in. And sometimes that does mean that one person should get more emotional rest because their job takes more emotional strain. But in other cases, especially in like an office job situation or something like that, unless you're an accountant during tax season, oh gosh, that's horrible. But if your husband has one of the typical nine to five jobs, then comes home and refuses to help with the kids or do any of the housework or anything like that, that is something you can talk about and talk about how it isn't all your responsibility. This is for both of you and he can honestly learn, but you also don't need to put up with it. If he's not, you can also just let him, you know, face the consequences of his actions. Like, I'm sorry, but if he has... If he needs certain clothes for his job and he refused to help you with the housework, you can just say, well, it's your job to do the laundry now, and then just not do the laundry until he does. Yeah, unless you are actually married to a (laughs) man-child, he can do these things for himself. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you can always pick your own laundry and the kids' laundry out of the hamper and leave all of his. Like, it's not passive-aggressive. That's just saying this is fair. And this is the consequence. If you don't do laundry, then you're not going to have clothes. I will make all, I will do all of this stuff and you can do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously it doesn't need to be that, but I think that there are the kind of boundaries that need to happen. And we have had that before where I say we can't have people over unless the house is clean first. Yeah. And that's just very basic. And that's not about me manipulating or making sure I got my way. It was just about a, this is the standard of living that we want to keep. And if you're not willing to pitch in, then I'm sorry, but we can't have the benefits of that standard of living. Yeah. So I'd love to hear what you've all done to kind of help shift this mental load off of just one spouse onto both, whether you think it is 50-50 or whether in your marriage it is mostly one spouse, but like the other spouse helps a bit. I'd love to hear what you do and what you think and what you're working towards. So leave a comment either in the blog post that is linked in this podcast description or in the podcast itself. We'd love to hear what you think. So yeah, I just want to say don't give up on your husbands. With a bit of time and with a bit of work, they can also learn how to take initiative on the household chores and how to take some of that burden on for themselves. And that's where we're at now. Mm -hmm. We both take initiative on keeping the house clean and on implementing new ideas for how to keep things organized, how to keep the house a good healthy, happy place to live. Exactly. So that's our prayer for you as well. I hope that you found this encouraging and do let us know what you think in the comments below. See you later. Bye.